Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, we've hit the point with the Adele music where I have like a Pavlovian response to it at this point. I just, you know, she's this amazing vocalist who's yeah. had hit after hit after hit and all these things. And the second I hear her voice, I'm like, oh boy, it means something bad happened. You should listen to that song on your way home today. <laughs> no. How long's your drive? Well, you know how long, okay, you ready? You know how long it took me to get home on Friday? Friday, you left right after the show? Right after the show. I was in my car by one thirty. All right, it took you... Two and a half. Try again. Really? Really. Three hours and 16 minutes to get home. Three hours and six. So something where 405 and 605 come together there. They basically yeah. decided Friday at about two would be a good time to shut down. Don't do the Almost the entire. There wasn't any construction. The whole thing was coned off, police cars, the whole thing. But no broken glass, no smashed up car. It was brutal. Three hours and 16 minutes. So, yeah, that's how long it took me to get home. Congrats, man. Damn, terrible. you got home like at basically almost 5 o'clock. The only good news was I literally I got home, I changed yeah. my clothes, and we went out to dinner. <laughs> that, that was it. Back and in I the had, car. And I had that martini. <laughs> then they tried to sit us outside, and that whole thing mm-hmm. took place as well. And then Saturday morning, of course, college football. We'll get to SC and UCLA coming up in just a little bit because the, the door is cracked open for a Pac-12 team to slide into that Final Four. But then LAFC was on on Saturday afternoon. Yep. I, I don't get FOMO. Saturday was a great sports day. Do you do you have FOMO? Do you do you get that every no, one? No. Me, me neither. No, I, I, I really don't care. really suffer from that. That's not something that I'll see. Oh man, I'd look. I was watching LAFC on Saturday. I'm like, that would have been amazing cool to go to. to. Go to. Yeah. It, for the first time in a long time, like I missed out on not being in an event. It looked amazing, and it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think you and I, who have been there before, we're we're both kind of like. You guys can think you could get a W without us, and the answer was yes. They felt very comfortable without us. <laughs> such an amazing turn of events, such a close game, and you thought they were going to win. You thought they were going to lose. You're convinced they're going to yeah. lose. Their goalie gets injured, and the next thing you know, boom, MLS it, it is, champs. Can I? It, and I'll kind of put this more from I'd say the outside looking in. It just kind of shows too how Los Angeles in general, the Lakers can be two and seven. The Rams could be three and five, and you don't feel like they're going to, you know, obviously make the playoffs. Uh, the Dodgers could get eliminated in the first round when they win 111 games, and there's still another team here in LA that goes and wins a championship. <laughs> no, I'm surprised spoiled. they could do it without Clinton Yates explaining soccer to everybody. <laughs> That's Where the hell has Clinton been? I haven't seen Clinton. In a he while. was at the World Series. He was covering the World oh, Series. I was. Okay. Yeah, he, he was. He was doing some World Series work along. But the is, way. but isn't that just kind of you know we take it? Sometimes you just drive on the freeway. You might spend 30 minutes driving, and you're like, I pass by SoFi, Bank of California, the Galen Center, the Rose Bowl. The, the, it's like it's just Coliseum, the Coliseum, it's just, Angel Stadium, what? Honda Center, the Dodger Stadium, the, 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 Crypto. <laughs> it's all of them. That's crazy. Just wait until the Olympics. I, I want to get to the Anthony Davis thing here in mm-hmm. a sec, but just very quickly, we're talking about the Rams. Like, oh, great, the Rams. They're they're three and uh, five, and their season feels like it's slipping away. Yeah. Won the Super Bowl last season. Mm-hmm. The Lakers feel like they haven't won in forever. They won in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers is this massive disappointment. They won the World Series in twenty twenty. 
Imagine being the Clippers or the Angels or the Chargers or one of these teams that the teams that just won a title are like, hey, wh- wh- why, why can't you go get another yeah. one? They're not even in the conversation of what they can't get done. Well, can I can I say this? I think for I think for the the cream of the crop franchises in LA, a lot of it also it doesn't even have to do with did you win the whole thing? Are you in it? And I think right now the Lakers they're not in it. Their window of who they are right now they're not in it. The Rams. Nobody was thinking that, okay, they're not even going to make the playoffs. They're 3-5, and five and that could very well happen, that they don't make the postseason. USC, for a long period of time, it's like, yeah, but just be in the freaking mix. Nobody's saying go win it every year. And by the way, once you get into the mix, then you start becoming more um, – you start becoming – the expectations change. Then sure. it's like, okay, well, now you got to go into the college football championship. But you want that, and that's part of the you know that's part of kind of the allure of LA and the expectations. But of LA. how do you punch in if you can't even get into the okay? You're in the mix if you're just kind of on the you're just out there a schedule filler. Angels are schedule fillers. The Clippers are schedule fillers. The Chargers are schedule fillers. Yeah, that that's I mean that is a million yeah. miles from what we've been talking about. Let's go back to Anthony Davis for a sec. Okay. Um, I asked you. Mm-hmm. Give me the numbers again. He's taken four shots in the third quarter in their last three games. Pelicans, uh, last week he was 0 for 2 in the fourth quarter. Utah Jazz, he was 0 for 1 in the fourth quarter. And yesterday against the Cavs, he did not take a field goal attempt in the fourth quarter. Three straight games, he's 0 for 3 in the fourth quarter. Okay. Collectively 0 for 3. Not in each game. Collectively Collectively. 0 for 3. Once, hey, weird stuff happens. I couldn't Mm -hmm. get in the flow of the offense. Whatever. Three times in a row, that's purposeful. There's something that's not happening there. Um, it's not just, well, they're not calling his numbers. Anthony Davis, call, demand the ball, right? Like you've said a hundred times. Mm-hmm. That he's not doing that, there must be a reason. I can't come up with a reason other than he doesn't want the ball. Uh, there, there is no other explanation in my world other than he doesn't want the ball and the responsibility that comes along with having the ball in those moments. Okay. I'm and you're all, saying specifically because it's a fourth quarter, he doesn't, from what you said, you were saying that he doesn't want to get blamed. Is that what you're he referring to? He doesn't want the, the, the stuff that comes along with being the guy that takes those shots in the fourth okay. quarter. Okay. The, the, the blame, yep. the, the, much better to just, hey, I had nothing to do with it. Yep. Than, hey, why did you blow that? Yeah. LeBron James, better or worse, I'm your guy. Kobe Russ Bryant, will take a shot, Russ, no problem. Use Russ on the, on the roster. 100%. Yeah. Russ will do it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just start. There are other guys that are very, Robert Ory, I'll take that shot. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some guys that are happy to do it. But that he's as reluctant to get involved in the offense. And by the way, these are games, what, 7, 8, 9? These are not playoff games. These are mm-hmm. not, you know, we're making a playoff push. These are schedule filler games, right? These are games that are not terribly important to yeah. the overall part of the yeah. season. And he's still shrinking from the moment. I need to know why. So I here, need to know. I, I don't have an answer, but I could tell you why I don't think it is, it's your theory. The reason why I don't think it's your theory is because the only thing worse than going 0 for 30 is Anthony Davis going 0 for 3 in three games. The only thing worse— Says you. Maybe not says him. No, I think it—, it it's a worse it's a worse look for him by not taking shots. Maybe he feels different. Maybe he's maybe he does not see it like that. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, Spectrum in the postgame show, I told you, is putting up that stat sheet. I'm all good. You went 0 for 9 in each one of those games. At least I know you were taking shots. And you know what probably Anthony Davis is gonna say if he got in front of a microphone? Guys, I'm just not hitting my shots. 
those shots are going to fall. I'm going to take. I'm going to continue to take those shots, and those shots are going to fall. That's why I'm less concerned of him being worried in the moment or something like that. I, I that part, I, I I don't think that's the case. I think it looks worse by not but taking the shots. Then what's the explanation? And I don't have that answer. I could tell Somebody you. Somebody has to know. What I could tell you is that there's no excuse for it, and there's no reason for it. You cannot be Anthony Davis on the Los Angeles Lakers, a team that's 2-7 and seven in the first nine games, a team that doesn't have Braun tonight in Utah, and Utah already put up 130 on you on Friday. You cannot be Anthony Davis and take three shots in fourth quarters, three fourth quarters. One of those games, by the way, went to overtime against the Pelicans. They could have easily been 0-3 in those games. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're winning by 15, and AD saying, guys, let these other guys get shots. They're losing by double digits, and he's not taking the buckets. I, I, I'm willing to hear alternate theories, but until there is one, I'm going to go with he doesn't want it. Because there, no one is telling me something else that makes any sense. There isn't, there isn't a, well, LeBron's taking every shot. That's not what's happening. It's not that Russell Westbrook's taking every. It's not what's happening. He's Anthony Davis. I'm sure they're calling his number. He could demand go the ball. Go get the ball. Go, go, all of these things. So until there's an alternate theory other than he doesn't want the ball, I'm just going to assume he doesn't want it. Because my theory is the only one that has some data to support it. It is. that Otherwise, he would have shots. It doesn't make any sense. If he wanted the ball, he would get it. If he wanted, yeah, but you're shots, saying you're saying that you, you're it. saying that he's. It's almost like he's afraid to take the shots w- at the end, regardless of why he's not taking them. Mm-hmm. W- regardless of the reason he doesn't want them, he doesn't want them. We could argue about the the he's scared of it or what. It, it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter. He's not taking them, and the only explanation you're not offering me an alternate theory mm-hmm. is he doesn't want to take them. Why well, the, the, he doesn't want to take them? That's clear. You can't but, do that three games in a row. But the why of it all is like, okay, if he doesn't want to take him, he doesn't want to take him. You can't make the guy have heart. You can't make him demand the ball. He's either going to do it or he's not. And this is not just these last three games. We talked about this last year. We talked about it at periods of time the year before that, where there are long stretches of games. He can have stats, but do you feel him? He, he disappears. He's invisible. Do you feel him? Very, very. Mm-hmm infrequently when he's there yes when he's not and by the way in the fourth I mean that's when it matters the most right terribly Especially you're down in these games he doesn't want until I see him say I want it and I'm gonna I, I need to see him take eight shots mm-hmm. seven shots game in a row game in a row game in a row let's see it happen all right stat hero of the day brought to you by stat hero look for local market lineups in the stat hero app filter by single game pay attention to local market lineups at stathero.com let me give you an example if you want to play tonight's game lakers and the utah jazz you can pick specific players that are going up against each other a lineup you like versus a lineup you don't like don't forget you got to enter that promo code 710 you'll receive 100 percent deposit match stat hero winning isn't a fantasy let's try a couple of these phone calls let's go to marina del rey and trey Ooh, that rhymes a little bit trey you're on with travis hey, how's Good. What's going hey, uh, on, Trey? Good. Maybe it's possible that um, AD's just back is getting a little bit tighter as the game progresses, and some, he's just not feeling as good as the game progresses. I know he's not being really uh, aggressive, um, which is not good for him, but maybe it's a, it's a physical thing. Uh, appreciate you calling in. So I, I don't have an answer to that. I really don't. I don't. I, maybe that is the case. And I, I wouldn't mind him if he – if that was his explanation, he comes on in the post game and says, "Yeah, my t- after the first twenty four minutes of the game, because he he's had good first halves. Sure, 
He had 20 points in the first half against the Utah Jazz, only had two the second half. Even if he went, and maybe you know this is a player thing where you don't want to address it, you don't want to point out that my back gets really tight by the time I come back in the second half, I'm a different player. Maybe that's a theory. Maybe that's a theory. If, I don't know. If it's injury-related, the, the end result is still deeply unsatisfying because if he can't get through the, the entirety of an NBA game, now we're having a totally different conversation because, to your point, his first halves are pretty solid. So if we're saying you only get him, what does he play in the first half? Let's just round it 15 16 minutes. minutes. 15, 16. Let's play him in the second half then. Let's not even use him in the first half. If I'm getting the best version, if I only have him for 16 minutes, let's use him at the end of these games and hope that we can keep it close. Or And, and if we can't, then what are we doing here? It doesn't matter one way or the other. I, I don't think it's that. I, I, I'm waiting. I, I, I don't I'm think waiting. it's – I don't think the back tightens up in the second half. I think – um, he has opportunities in the third and fourth quarter to be more aggressive. Just simple as that. that. Yes, but why doesn't he take advantage of those opportunities is the question. I We're on the same page as to what's happening, Yeah. but my my the, the interesting part to me is why is it happening? There's only one person will know. It's AD. And AD did not want to answer any questions yesterday. But we'll this see isn't if tonight if he answers it. It wasn't just yesterday. If it were just yesterday, sure. But this is three games in a row. This is a couple of seasons in a row. This is not a new problem. It's just more pronounced right now. But this is this has been going on for a while. His 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 inability to impact the game on a regular basis, night after night, has been the the bugaboo of his career as a Laker. This is this is not new, and I would love to have a this is why, other than, yeah, I really would rather not. It's it's deeply unsatisfying. Let's go to Oxnard and Mark. Mark, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? How's it going, man? Um, I just want to say, you know, you guys need to relax a little bit on the record. You know, we're 2-2 two and two right now. If you take away the first five games, I'm looking at, like, we're 2-2. Two and two. I'm a diehard Laker fan. Why would you and, take away the you know, first five I, I games? I, why would you take away the first five what, games? Because you, you can't, you're climbing the mountain. You're going to be climbing the mountain if you look at it. Your record is two and seven. If you look at it as two and two, we're two and two right now, and it's it, we're we're good to go. LeBron just needs to play better. Period. From what I'm seeing, he isn't affecting the game like he used to. His he's a negative plus minus player right now. I know that's a tricky stat, but sometimes it's, it, you, you sit down and let Russ and AD cook. You know what I mean? And, and it's it's just it's frustrating because you're watching the game and you're seeing LeBron take three pointer after three pointer after three pointer, and it's just. It's just not the right brand of basketball that he should be playing. I think he should be more of a playmaker, getting his teammates involved, getting AD involved at the end of the game. You know, if, if you're going to be a point guard, uh, demand the ball go to AD. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the game, demand Mark, the ball Mark, go to AD. Mark, I'm going to jump in. Mark actually does not have bad points. Just don't say I'm starting – I'm not counting the first five games. If he had just went into his points and didn't say, I'm not looking at it as they're 2-7, and seven, I'm looking at it as they're 2-2 two – two, well, then I could say, well, they got lucky against the Pelicans. They should be one. No, they're two and seven. Mm-hmm. That's their record. They're two and seven. They lost to the Blazers. They lost to a Clippers team that's not is showing that they're below five hundred at this point. They lost to a Warrior team that only has three wins so far this year. I think they're three and seven or three and eight. Mm-hmm. They're two and seven. That's what they are. I, I yeah. I mean that his that other part points. Make his sense. other points were fair. I, even the other points to me, it's like Bron is not Bron has not played well. That part I agree. Yeah, with. he's not. The, played the, well. the part of LeBron is not LeBron so far this season. Yes. Yeah. But this idea of well, get other people. Who would you like to see him get involved? Anthony Davis won't get involved. So now, what are his options? If AD refuses to engage in these moments, who do you want him to give the ball to? You know, I, I get that LeBron has not played great, but I'd still rather take my chances with LeBron struggling a little I think bit LeBron's dealing than with some of these too. other guys. You know, and he might be today. dealing with yeah. some health issues along the way. But mm-hmm. this distributed to who? 
You know, that, that at that point, this goes back to what we were talking about originally, which is the talent level on this team is just not there. And this, well, give it to this guy. Okay, are they going to make a shot? No. Give me a, a, a struggling, hobbled LeBron James before we're distributing it to guys that don't have nearly the track record that he does. It's they're, they're in a really tricky spot because the guy that's supposed to be carrying him isn't. Their second guy, LeBron, is not off to a good start, and he's in his 20th season, oh, by the way. Russell Westbrook's kind of been a revelation yeah, yeah. coming off the bench. It's been really good. That's the bright spot. That's three of the 15 guys on Do the roster. you know Russ, for two games in a row, has got MVP know, chance at Crypto.com Arena? It, fans are fans. <laughs> fans are fans. And I and I love them, and they're great, but they're fans. Yeah. <laughs> MVP, to run his butt out of here to MVP. One week later, MVP chance. <laughs> yeah, it's, it happens fast. Mark Rogandino, who does the LAFC pregame show. Slee, another pre- and post guy with us right here. On 710 ESPN. Celebrate a little LAFC MLS Cup title next. All right, you got a chance for Cardinals Rams tickets and your shot at a million bucks as well. Let's go to caller number seven. Caller, are you there? Caller, Caesar, are you there? Hey, how's it going, guys? There we are, Caesar. Caesar, where are you calling from? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Brea. What's your last name, Caesar? Zamora. Caesar Lamora from Brea. Do you know how this works, Caesar? You got yourself some Rams and Cards tickets. Do you know how the Million Dollar Monday portion works? Uh, yeah, we got to pick uh, two teams from for the Super Bowl. There you yes, go. Sir. Who you got? I'm going to go with the uh, Chiefs and for the AFC and for NFC. I'll go with the. I'll put the I'll put the Bucks in there. Okay, Kansas City and Tampa running it back from a few years ago. What's the final score? Who you got winning, and what's the score? I'll take the Chiefs twenty-eight, Bucks twenty-four. All right, Kansas City over Tampa, 28-24 to at Cesar Lamora in Brea. Congratulations, Cesar. Tampa caught me by surprise. Well, the whole call caught me by surprise. (laughs) (laughs) What was going on there? Yeah, Tampa. I, I uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna, they're probably gonna win that division. I mean, for you a second there, his NFC analysis took forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Caesar. 
He got there. I was afraid we were going to get a non-AFC team. I was going to pick the Cardinals. Second. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not the Cardinals only won one fewer game than the Bucks. That that that's uh, that's actually happening. All right, so LAFC wins the MLS Cup on Saturday against Philly. Just an unbelievable scene out of Bank of California Stadium. Somebody that you hear right here on the station does a little LAFC pregame show. Mark Rogan Dino joining us right now, Rogue. What was it like inside that building as you were watching LAFC win that cup? Because on TV, it was just bonkers. Wait, wait, wait. Travis and Slee, I, I'm caller number eight for the million dollars. <laughs> yeah, you yep. missed. I don't, yep. I don't, Caesar, in, I don't yeah. get a shot at that. You, C- no, you C- still get a shot. <laughs> you still get a shot. Caesar already picked. You're out. <laughs> uh, what a day. What a, what a sports weekend here in Southern California. I mean, even if the results right didn't go your way, say you're a – a Clippers fan are obviously disappointed in what the Rams did out on the East Coast, but um, Saturday was all about was all about football and uh, LAFC five plus years of long hard work finally coming to fruition. It was uh, Travis. We've known each other for a long time, uh, and I've covered thousands of soccer matches, and I've played in thousands of soccer matches, and I don't know that I've ever been a part of anything like this, let alone a soccer match, but let alone a sporting event. Hmm. Mark, you know, it, it's interesting because when you say five long, hard years of work, five years is not a lot of time. And it actually shows how quick LAFC has – I feel like – it feels like LAFC has represented LA for a lot longer than five years. And the reason why, Mark, I bring that up to you, over those five years, what has happened from that fan base to the organization putting themselves in a position, the front office putting themselves in a position to win the MLS Cup – because it is, it's remarkable to accomplish what they've done already and have the impact, not in a small market, a market as big as L.A. Yeah, no, it's a great point, Slee. I mean, I think the fact is is that and a lot of uh, new teams and even overseas teams have looked at the way that they've done it. And the way that they came into the marketplace was long before they ever played a match, right? They made sure they, they, they picked the right logo. They made sure they made it be known to everyone that, hey, this is all inclusive. They came up with the mantra street by street, block by block, shoulder to shoulder. It was about anyone that wants to hop into this family, anyone that wants to be part of the black and gold, come on in. It doesn't matter color, race, religion. It doesn't matter. Come on in to be part of supporting. And I think one of the biggest reflections of that is oftentimes when you see a supporters groups for one team, they, they almost have, a, and this is true of the Galaxy, they have a rivalry within themselves. The Riot Squad versus Angel City Brigade. Those guys almost say, hey, we're the better supporters group. We're the better supporters group from day one. If you're part of the 3252, whether you're part of the 9, 10, 11 different supporters groups that are in that group, you are all one family. Yes, you, yes, you have different leaders of your supporters groups, and you do things differently as how you support the team and when you support the team, but the bottom line is you all back the team. You yeah. all back the colors. And they hit the streets running with getting out there with that mantra, and then all of a sudden 2018 comes around, you play your first match, and you actually are a really good team. You know, Credit to John Thornton and Will Koontz up in the front office, they put together a remarkable team from day one. To think that in five years, this team not only wins an MLS Cup, but the fact that they have been one of the better, more winning teams in that time. Only one season they didn't make the playoffs last mm. season, and the way they bounced back this year, pretty incredible. Mark Rogandino joining us mm. here. We're celebrating the LAFC winning MLS Cup over the weekend. Um, Rogue, you, you were a keeper at San Diego State, yes? 
Yes, sir. Let's yeah. oh, okay, Let's so um, take me through what it's like when you go to PKs, the game's on the line, yeah. you're in there, you're by yourself, that guy's getting ready to take a shot on goal at that point. Take me through what must have been going through everybody's head, John McCarthy's in particular. Well, now you're going way above my pay grade because you're assuming I was actually decent, Travis. I mean, uh, <laughs> the theories, perhaps, maybe more than the execution. <laughs> to be to, to, to be fair, um, I think one of the biggest things is, and people that follow soccer and that are listening right now will nod when, when they hear this, is a couple of years ago, they, they really got cracked down on the rule of the keeper coming off of that goal line, right? In years past, forever, when that, when that guy's about to kick it, and it's, it's basic geometry. If you take one step further out off that line, you're closing that angle a little bit more. You have a better chance to get to that ball that's in the corner because you've shut, if you draw a triangle, right, you've shut that angle down just a little bit more. Well, now with VAR, they can go and look. So if you cheat off that line and, and they score, there's a chance the referee's going to say, oh, we're going to let you take it again. You, cannot, you can go laterally side to side along that line, but you cannot step off that line. So if you go back and look, what John did, which was amazing, and he told the referee, is he wanted to have his momentum still moving forward to make the save. So he started actually a foot inside the goal. Mm. So he would actually, when the guy was about to shoot, he would actually take that step to be on the line, but his body's moving forward. So now he can dive diagonally out and still somewhat cut that angle down. I think one of the things that's really important to note here, and I didn't know this until after, is if the team was going to go to penalty kicks against um, you know, against Philadelphia, they had plans and designs that they were going to put John in for Max. Obviously, Max gets injured, horrific leg injury, but John is better in the penalty kick situation, and they had plans that if they were going to go to PKs, he was going to be substituted in. Mark, I'm curious, um, what, what, what do you think this does? I, I think there are a lot of fans here in, obviously, Los Angeles that there's so many different teams to support, and it's um, it, it's really... Uh, I don't know of another city that has so many teams. It doesn't matter the sport, but they pretty much got two of everything. What can winning the MLS, the way the LAFC won it on Saturday, um, how do you think this helps grow the franchise locally? What do you think it does for them over the next five years or so? Well, certainly the fact, Lee, that people who have not taken notice uh, prior to this season or prior to the game this past Saturday are all of a sudden seeing, you know, the front of the LA Times sports page. They're hearing you guys celebrate it and embrace it and do the promos. And, and you guys know, right, because you work for, for 710 ESPN LA, you guys know, and you, I'm, I'm assuming you guys have both been to games. I've heard you talk about it on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it right now is arguably the best sporting experience in, in Southern California. I, I mean, there's just no, there's no way around it because, the passion of the fans, the sold-out stadium all the time. There's not a bad seat inside Bank of California Stadium. You can sit in the last row, and you still have a great view of the field. And just the, the excitement that goes into it. So I think now winning an MLS Cup, continuing what has been a pretty winning tradition, but now taking it to the ultimate level of hoisting that trophy, I think it's just only going to amp it up a little further. People, are, people who maybe hadn't taken notice before are certainly going to have to take notice now because – it's just it's an unbelievable it it became what the lakers kind of did in the 80s and in the 90s winning championships you know this last game we had d real cypress hill we had chavo system of the down we had owen wilson we've had the guys from ted lasso sitting pitch side we've had uh you know exhibit we've had sia was there wearing an all gold dress and lafc color i mean Mm. 
people are coming out from all we've had we've had Matt Stafford we've had uh, Big Wit we've had Tyler Higby we, you know we've had all athletes and entertainers from all over the city come and be a part of it. Mark Rogandino does the LAFC pregame show right here on 710 ESPN. Now, so last one, I asked Mario this when he came in this morning, and the way that the game was unfolding at the end, the fact that LAFC went up 2-1 and then very quickly uh, gave up a goal to tie it, that they fell behind in extra time, 3-2, was there ever a moment where you thought, you know what, it's just not meant to be? Mario said, too much love in the building, there was no chance it was going to go the other way. Did you feel the same? Obviously... (laughs) Obviously, Travis Lee, I felt yeah, we've got to find a way to do it. We've got to find a way to do it. But I'm also I'm also a realist. So when Bale headed that one home to tie at three three, I you know, and you guys have posted the video on social. I was in I was almost in complete shock. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, what just happened? What just happened? Because if you think about the odds of going down with just a couple of minutes left in extra time, yeah, it doesn't Your happen. goalie has just been your goalie has just been carted off. You're playing down a man. I mean, we're literally talking like you could you could probably put it as high as one in a million the chance that you come back and actually score, go to penalties, and win. That, I mean, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it, it, you can't you cannot script this stuff. I mean, it was incredible, and, and the atmosphere, like I said, is one of the best sporting events I've ever ever been to. And I feel like I've been to some pretty good ones, you know, covering sports here in the South Southland for twenty years. Rogues, congratulations on the cup. I know everybody involved with the broadcast is incredibly thrilled. It's it's such an exciting time. Appreciate you coming on with us today. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, for sure. Hey, for sure. One last thing, Slee. You got you got to try the butter cake at Masters, okay? Oh. <laughs> that was, I think, the first item that he was trying to sell me on. That's and I their, went, they're, they're famous for the butter. Yeah, cake. he kept going back to it. I'm like, I got it. I got it. I understand. I will try it. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thanks, Rogues. All right, it was uh, the butt. By the way, he's not wrong about the butter cake. It's pretty rich, but mm-hmm. it's if you like you like cheesecake, so that's what you got. I think you'd like that. It's uh, you're not going to be saying, "I wish I had a little more." When I'm go after the show, <laughs> go get a slice. Have a slice of butter cake for lunch. Why not? Who says no? Uh, SC UCLA. They're both in the mix to go to oh, the. I got, uh, I got one other thing for you too. From the food? No, baseball uh, gods. Go uh, go uh, back into it. They hate me, Slee. They they hate, hate you. Me. They absolutely hate me. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. I don't know how to... Set you up for the godsly. Wait, other than Travis, to know, what? guess who this is? Oh, it's Lindsay. 
Yeah, it's yeah, your girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's Lindsay, happening? Lindsay Lohan. Oh, the slow. Yeah. What do you mean? What's I like happening? how you guys didn't think twice about some Christmas music here. It's Christmas yeah. season. Well, no, okay. I stopped. I just I was like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" Something Taylor? going on here is. Well, yeah, there's something going on. She's got. The, the, is this from her new TV show, Emily? Or movie? Is it a movie? Fall- or it's a new show? movie, yeah. New Falling movie. in Love, right? Uh, Falling for Christmas. It's a new movie. Has it been? Is it out yet? When's it coming? When's it it's drop? Not coming? It's not out is yet. Is it the twentieth? I, I need to look that up. One hundred percent. Be watching that. I will. Let me put it to you this way. You know what you and John should do? You guys should get together. <laughs> Call him. Say, hey, come over or I'll come over, and you guys should watch it together. I think we have a similar level of appreciation. You guys have connections. We do. We like um, 90210. Yep. We like Lindsay Lohan. You like golf. We like golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we both like to have a What nice more cocktail. connection do you need? Not much. That's Look, it. the Lindsay Lohan, there's like five people on the earth that are still interested in Lo- Lindsay Lohan. Ireland and I are two of them. Yes. The other people are probably trying to make a living off of Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> John and I are just just big fans along the way. So what did the baseball gods do to me? All right, so I'm, 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 watching, um, I'm watching the World Series on Saturday night, okay? Or Saturday, whatever time that was. Yeah. Saturday they won, right? Um, Don't remind me. I had a – by the way, the – Bama LSU game was going on. I was all over the place. Yeah, the Bama LSU game going on. So I have it on the laptop. But then you have a flat screen. I got to turn up, turn down. In my head, I'm like, I want to watch both of these. The Astro game is going on. Astros in the Phillies. Astros get the final out. Game is over. They win a World Series. And I get the frustration of Dodger fans. I understand. By the way, you shouldn't just be frustrated as a Dodger fan. You should be frustrated by anybody that feels like if the world is right, certain things should happen a certain way. The Astros cheated in 2017. Okay, Altuve was one of the first people they interviewed right out the gate. Of course, and I and and some of this is Ramona had sent a group text, and Ramona right out the gate was incredibly upset that the Astros won it and they freaking got Altuve on. I'm sure that's how a lot of people feel. I'm not saying don't be mad at the Astros. I'm not. But you know what I was thinking. Right at that moment. In my in my head, I'm like, if there was one team that could have beat the Houston Astros, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. And going into the playoffs, you thought to yourself, what the Astros do? They swept the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. They Astros took care of it. They won 106 games in the regular season. And then in the first round, they took care of the Mariners. However they did it, they did it. Maybe some luck, whatever the case. They took care of the Mariners. Then they swept the New York Yankees, and they got to the World Series, and it took them six games when they're down 2-1 to go win three in a row and beat the Philadelphia Phillies. And I, I felt like all that anger that was going towards the Astros, which is justified. But in my head, I'm like, Dodger fans, you should also just be mad at the Dodgers because what the Dodgers didn't do is what the Astros did. They had the best record in the AL. They handled business to get to the World Series. And I really do believe this. If there was one squad that could have beat the Astros in the World Series, it's probably the Dodgers. And yet the Dodgers were out in the first round of the playoffs. Well, I I agree with everything but the very last part of it, that anybody could have beat the Astros. They just didn't. It's the same way that the Dodgers. Anybody could beat anybody in the baseball playoffs. It's just it is random. But everything else, you're spot on. Everything else. And, And what was interesting is, when the playoffs started for the Astros, they weren't hot. Remember, they 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 had they were behind in their opening game, and then Alvarez hit a big home run to kind of save them. Those those next a couple three of run games, shot down two. Yeah, those next couple of games, they didn't play well. It's just that they found ways to win the game. They 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 won despite not being hot. 
and then they got hot. And then once they got hot, it you, you weren't going to beat them. Once because, to your point, when it just comes down to if everybody's at their best, the only team that would beat them is the Dodgers. But they were at their best at the end. They that, were at their best. Their best players, whether it was Bregman, whether it was Altuve, yeah. Alvarez hit one 900 miles to yep. break that game yep. open. They they were great when they needed to be. I, I don't like anything about it, but you're right. There was this, I just had this feeling in my head. I'm like, I get, this year, in 2022, you should be mad at the Dodgers. You could be mad about what happened in the past. You could say that's BS. And by the way, I hated when they'd put up there, this is the second World Series for the Astros. I'm like, come on, guys. I know. Like, I I, I hated all that because it was, it was inauthentic. It was not the way um, – it didn't seem right and it didn't seem real. But the more I just kind of sat there, I'm like, the Dodger fans, don't be mad at the Astros for winning. Be mad at the Dodgers for not facing the yeah. Astros in the World uh, Series. Well, yeah, I think that's that, that's fair. That's fair. The Astros were the best team through the postseason by by a mile. They had the best players and they played the best, and their bullpen was basically perfect. Mm-hmm. When, when when your bullpen doesn't give up any runs, you're not going to lose very often. The only time they lost was you know the the first game. Then McCullers got bombed out because he was tipping his pitches. Whatever, it's one game. Uh, I thought Dusty said something interesting about that. Like, hey, look, he kind of had a to cool take moment one for, for the him. team. Seen him that that he had to he had to do it, and I love that guy for doing it because I had to save the bullpen. That game was kind of down the road. I wasn't going to try to you know keep that thing at a certain number. We weren't going to win it anyway. It took some it, it took some balls to do it like that. I told you before. I think the postseason started. If the Astros win, you should no longer believe in the baseball nah. gods. You should no longer believe in the baseball. No, nope, I'm all in. What I don't like is the quote from Stan Caston. He did an interview with Plaschke. And he said, he was talking about this season, we've succeeded in too many ways on too many fronts for me to think of this as any kind of failure. Just in the last eight years, five LCSs, three World Series, I don't think those are bad numbers. We won the World Series. We lost another in Game 7. I don't think those are symbols of a fatally fraud program. I just don't agree with that. I want to go back to the very first part of this. Mm -hmm. We've succeeded in too many ways on too many fronts for me to think of this as any kind of failure. Oh, it's some kind of failure. It's not a catastrophe. It's not a fatally flawed program, like he said. But to win 111 games and play four more games than the California Angels, that's a that's a failure. Because And then he went on, well, we draw 4 million fans a year. Fans are voting with their wallets. Yeah, going to Dodger Stadium is a wonderful night out. It's a great ballpark experience. Team on the, ball, on the, on the diamond is second to none in the regular season. They spend money. Everything about it is a terrific night out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm an active, happy-paying customer going to Dodger games. But to pretend that, eh, you know, this, is, this isn't any kind of failure. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. You played four more games than the Cincinnati Reds. It's a failure. You won 111, and you were out before anyone had even really settled into postseason baseball. Can I ask you why you think why the Dodgers have gone really out of their way to try to sell people that it wasn't a failure? Because I, I will tell you, and, I, and I, I really, really mean this, if he would have said, we have one goal every single year, it's to win a World Series. And when we don't win a World Series, we feel like we didn't reach our goal. That doesn't take away of how tough it is. We've made it look easy over the years. It's not easy, guys. It's just not. But every single year that we start in spring training, our goal is to win a World Series. We did not accomplish that goal. Do you really need to say anything more than that? Are you not accomplishing both goals by saying it's not easy to win 111 or 106 games? However, we are the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
Go look at that payroll. Go look at those players. Go look at the All-Stars. Go look at the attendance. Go look at all that. We have every resource in front of us. If we don't win a World Series, that's our number one yeah. goal. Is it? Why is that so tough to say for Dave Roberts and Andrew Friedman? Why is that so tough to say? Well, I... I- because human beings don't like that. It is their goal. Of course it is. And I think that they're disappointed. I agree with you. Their refusal to accept that this is a catastrophe, that this is a why this isn't just baseball happening, right? That happens once, maybe twice. This is a pattern of baseball happening nine times in ten years. That that is not just a hey, listen, you know, we got four million fans and it's great. It, you're right, and it, it's the, a compliment because Trav, Trav, it's a compliment. It, it is in a it's weird a way. It's a compliment that you're not winning a World Series and that's all that matters. But it, it's it's deeply upsetting to hear them talk about it like that. It, it really, I was, I said it to you. I get the pitch. I I, I, I don't, don't understand. Either. The pitch. I, I, I tell you what else. And I think it's unnecessary. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. I read that. I'm like, get, no, of course it's a failure. Of course it is a failure. It's a massive failure. Now, where you want to blame the failure, we can talk about that all day long. But going back to whenever it was, early September, when they clinched the division, and I said to you, look, for a day, let's celebrate the fact that they've won nine division titles in 10 years, been in the playoffs 10 straight years. It's really cool. But that they kept repeating that song, it's, it's, no, it's a bad look. I don't I don't understand the sell here. They. Everybody they're knows if the themselves. Dodgers don't win a World Series, it's a failed they're, season. They're trying Everybody to convince themselves because there's no other explanation. There's no other explanation. Dodger, they're not saying in a Dodger fan going, oh, yeah, you know, I never really looked at it like that. That's not happening. They're, Dodger fans are like, I don't care if you win 140 games. Yeah. If you lose three out of four to the Padres after beating them you know, 99 times out of 100 during the regular season, it's a failure. I was not even angling towards any of this. I was coming at you for the baseball gods. I thought of the baseball gods on Saturday, and I thought you'd be walking out of mass on Saturday. No, no mass. We don't do that in the the church of baseball. We, we that's not how we roll. Yeah, you do. Your no. mass is the living room. <laughs> More that's the ballpark your, than the living room, but sure. Church. It's look. They they hate me. I understand. They hate Dodger fans. They hate you. They they do. They do. I must have done something. I'll have to I'll have to make a sacrifice. I'll have to go take some batting practice or hit some fungos or something to make them like me a little bit more. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Since you put it on the list, Emily, I'll start with this and update on Trav's neighbor container issue. Tell me if this isn't the most frustrating thing in the world. They got rid of one of them. Like what? One, no, that's a step. One, that's one a good step gone, in the right the other direction. One's still there. But if it had been like they both showed up on Friday, one's gone on Saturday, sure. Both of them showed up in like June and now one leaves. It's not like they haven't had time to load it or unload it or whatever it is they're doing. It's been six months. I would think this is um I, I would think you're getting it's a it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> not nearly a big way. enough one. I, I need I need the second step. I need that thing out of there. Um all right. So SC wins. Oregon wins, yep. UCLA wins. Mm-hmm. You have three one-loss teams in the Pac-12. They're all going to quasi-play each other. Oregon and UCLA have already played. Oregon won that game. Yep. SC and UCLA coming up in a couple of weeks. Got a matchup coming. Um, and then Notre Dame winning, too, is helpful. Utah and Oregon play, right? So Oregon could get a second loss, which would foul up everything. But if they can beat Utah, which they'd both favored to do, and now you get SC or UCLA, who's a one-loss uh, team at that point, in the Pac-12 championship. The winner of that game has a really good chance of sliding into one of those Final Four. Now, you'll get Georgia and get yeah. your doors blown off, mm-hmm. but you might get into that Final Four nevertheless. I'm trying to think here. I, I, I have a difficult time thinking that, and it could happen, you're right, because even Ohio State, Michigan, these teams got to play each other. Yep. You're going to have the, uh, the SEC championship. I don't think the Pac-12 deserves to be in there in that top four, even if everything played out or laid out for an Oregon. Oregon would have one loss. They got blown out by Georgia. That'd be their one loss. Um, it's a good loss. I mean, it's was, it was a huge loss, 46 points. Put it, but Let's put it this way. They demolished Tennessee, and Tennessee's it, really good. It could happen, right? Sure. It could happen that, that a, Pac-12, a Pac-12 team gets in. But if you watched any college football this weekend – and you saw the power four of the SEC go at it, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama and LSU. It's a different league. Yeah. It's just a different league. No. Listen, they get in, they get in. They're going to get blown out. Yeah, but that's, it's a, a, different that's a totally different conversation. What, they, what's they, your, what's your conversation in. then? What's the, your conversation? The, the, just are, get they gonna, are they going to find a way to get one of those final four spots? Because, first of all, one loss UCLA maybe doesn't get in. Mm-hmm. They're because their brand among the three teams. That I don't think the Pac-12 should get it. Is the weakest. Should eh, they? They they might. They might. I, the, the should of it all is whatever. It's a subjective argument. They'll, they'll one loss SC will one thousand percent get in because people love them some SC. Right? Oregon maybe because they've been good in the last ten or twelve years or so. The UCLA ones. UCLA say they beat SC. And then they go in they the Pac-12 they, championship, they beat Oregon. Beat Oregon, who mm-hmm. you know rectify the one loss. Because you look at UCLA's schedule right now, they really only have two opponents that you look at and say, it was a pretty good team. Beat Utah at the Rose Bowl, which is a good win. Mm-hmm. And they got beat by Oregon in Eugene. The, the rest of their games, so they beat SC, I think it'll count as something. But I don't know if they get in just because it's like, yeah, UCLA or a one-loss Listen, Tennessee. I'm, I'm eh. rooting for the Pac-12 to get in. 
I don't feel like they will get in. It's an interesting Oregon may be the one that you can make the the strongest case for because they lost to an SEC team and they beat all the other Pac-12 teams. That's the only one that I could see yeah, potentially they, happening. None of those teams. If George is going to be the top dog, and they are, then nobody's, they are the top nobody's beating that yeah, team. That, that, Tennessee is really good, and they got steamrolled. And, and ten, Tennessee needs a game where they're at Tennessee. That's how they beat Bama. Yeah. Right? Like, you need, it, it you need things out. to line up. Well, now it's out of their hands. They're not even getting into a conference championship. They just got to go win the rest of their games and hope that it gets even weirder mm. than where it has uh, to this point. A Wisconsin man set the world record for most golf holes played in a year. He played nearly 18,000 holes. Uh, that's nearly 49 holes a day. Al, you know that I love to play golf. Yeah. You know that uh, it's something that I look forward to. I've even been known to uh, double dip on occasion. So you're playing almost three three rounds probably like two and a half two rounds a, half. a day yeah no no my god after the first round always fun what is your job this playing golf the second round is good for about six or seven holes and they're mm-hmm. like yeah no i'm done it's time to go in it's time to have a couple of vodka crayons yeah, and I'm- see what comes up next I did the miniature golf last week. I pulled a hammy. (laughs) Pulled a hamstring. Mattress Mac. um, If you don't know who he is, he is a furniture retailer in the Houston area who put a $10 million bet on the Astros to win the World Series, and he just cashed a ticket sleeve worth $75 million. It's believed to be the biggest sports betting payout ever. There's a lot of pieces on this dude right now that's just – kind of explaining his backstory, how he involves his company, how much he gambles on some of this stuff. Right. 75 mil. He's chump changed to whoever wins the, <laughs> the Powerball. 1.9 jackpot. By the way, I was wrong about Powerball. Apparently they're $2 a piece. $2 a piece? The, 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 so I could, I'm could. i going to get two and a half tickets. Yes. You want to go in on that fifth one? No. <laughs> you can have that. You can buy 50% equity. I'm out. In one of my tickets. It's only two bucks. Oh, I'm buck. out. I only need one dollar. Come on, give me a dollar. What if it hits? No. Well, I'll say it hit on one of the other tickets anyway. We'll do it like that. Magic Johnson gets yet another championship ring. Ten NBA yeah, championships. Yeah, cool to see Five as a player, five as an owner. World Series ring with the Dodgers. WNBA championship with the Sparks. And now an MLS championship with LAFC. Magic's got the – whatever Jeez. the winning touch is, Magic Johnson has more than anybody else in human history. I'm surprised there aren't 40 franchises calling him this morning <laughs> and saying, can you invest – can take you a invest? Piece. Take one percent. <laughs> we'll give it to you for nothing. <laughs> just take one small bite of this, and we just want your your mojo in the building. Let's do a little super cross talk. Woo, 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 woo. All right, May. So once in a blue moon, um, uh, you and I will text each other, but we don't send each other a million texts. No, we right? do not. We so, do not. But I set you on on Saturday afternoon. I'm watching the LAFC game yep. on TV, and I knew that you were there. And I said, to you, I forget exactly what I said, but is this even half as good as it looks on TV? Because the experience on TV was so exciting and so riveting. I can't imagine what it must have been like inside. Oh, well, I mean, those fans just never quit. Never quit. And it was because it was a roller coaster, right? When yeah. when we felt that we were in extra time and Gareth Bell pulled that off and right. the place went absolutely nuts. And then PK, the goalie gets hurt and all of a sudden you've got John McCarthy, a goalie. And I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was a game that had everything. It's one of the coolest games I've ever been yeah, at, that's what regardless I was of sport that's what i was gonna ask i was curious because i mean to think of all the different sporting events yeah. you've been to yep. and to see all these championships in los angeles and you know i i kind of find this crazy that 
when LAFC became a team, they're here in Los Angeles and an, an MLS team. Did you ever think like, hey, this thing could get maybe in twenty five years, it can get really big. It can be a really big deal here in LA. Were you kind of were there moments you're at the at the stadium just saying like, damn, they really. They really, they really did. Well, I had that experience when I was the the Falconer, right? So that made me just love the team and sure. love the. It was one of the. I mean, it was a life highlight to be the Falconer and to have that thing, you know, on your and take off and fly around. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. And then Will Farrell and the ownership group and Larry Berg, who's like the big owner. I was down on the field this year talking to Larry, great guy. He was talking about, you know, what transfers they were going to work. I mean, just just all round fantastic. Mm. And by the way, the MLS Cup is coming in here today. I know. It yeah. should be here uh, shortly. So we're excited to see that uh, coming up in a little bit. But I want to go back to what else Is Al Ireland said. there or no? Uh, John, are you there? Yep. Oh, there, oh, there, you, there are. you are. There, did you get a chance to see it, John? Oh, yeah. Whole thing. Watch the entire game. Matter of fact, I was I, I texted with about three minutes to go that I think it's the best soccer game I've ever seen. And what's weird is I tweeted that. Here's what I tweeted. This MLS Cup final might be the best soccer game I've ever seen. Just ridiculous drama. I've been convinced that it's been over three times. <laughs> uh, going to a shootout now between two goalies who are friends in front of the 32-52. This game will be talked about for years. Now, part of this is because it's Twitter, and Twitter sucks, and everybody on it is miserable. <laughs> but the blowback I got was stunning. It was, oh, well, this isn't real soccer because the, Gareth Bale is at the end of his career, and these aren't elite players. None of that has anything to do with how great the game was. I didn't go out and proclaim that the LAFC is going to go to the World Cup and, <laughs> right, and compete. Right. Uh, but boy, soccer fan is a little is a little red assed, is a little chippy. <laughs> well, a lot of Galaxy fans got pissed off on uh, my timeline. A lot of Galaxy fans are like, "Well, yeah, we won championships, and you never talked about us." Good and, for you. And I would say, yeah, and, and <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't think we ever had the Galaxy. On <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Whenever the Galaxy, they never invited me to have their bird on my arm. You well, know, well, and what they did. <laughs> If all it takes is a bird on an arm. Bird on my arm, and I'm <laughs> like, go. I'm in. Let's go. But this goes back well, to Mace, sleep Did you notice who was the Falconer on Saturday? Yeah, Magic Johnson. Was it Magic? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Magic. It was yeah. really He's cool. a minority owner for this. Well, I was going to say, look, if you get Magic in your uh, your ownership group, good things happen to you. I just read it off, all the championships that he's had. But, Mace, go back to what Slee asked you there a yes. second ago. You were in the house for the Super Bowl not that long ago. Correct. You went to Arlington for the the, the World I was, Series. I was there for the Dodgers World Series. Right. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of them very very I recently. Was 2010. I was at the Lakers championship uh, over the, the Celtics. Over the Celtics. Okay. So you have a, a I've pretty seen, good resume. I, I've seen them all. Now. And there's no such thing as the Mace Curse. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, Clearly, there's right. no such yeah, thing as Mace. Mace. Yeah. Mace. Serious question. Yeah. You and I have always said the best game we've ever attended I know in person mm -hmm. was Texas USC. No when question. Young pulled it out at yes, the end. Yes, no was question. Just, was this better than that? Uh, God, this time we won. The good guys won. I this think it's time. in the conversation. It's definitely in the conversation mm. as just a great, great sporting event from beginning to end, and a lot of it is the fans. The fans at that place, and if you've not been to Bank of California Stadium, it is the first time I ever saw the stadium, I thought, oh, no, this is something real. Yeah. Because it is a beautiful stadium. It really is. And it's a great experience. Perfect, perfect size. Perfect, perfect size. Yep. Yep. Yeah, 22,000 fans. It's like really, really uh, – I yeah, it's up there, John. It's in the conversation. It's in the conversation. It was really – and by the way, thanks to uh, – 
Sam Pines, our uh, market manager, because at the very last minute he came through with a ticket. I'm like, oh, thank you, Sam. <laughs> That's a thank heck you, of a Sam. hookup. Yeah. That's an unbelievable that, – that they were able to create, like we're talking about, whether it's the stadium, whether it's the 3252, whether – all of the little – touches that are going to determine whether or not something is good or special right yes. you build a new building it's going to be good you you put together a new team there's going to be some level of excitement but to go from that to you've nailed the colors you've nailed the stadium you've nailed the the, the integration with the city you've got the superstar and the Balaam. superstar you've got an ownership group that is incredibly appealing yep to have just basically aced that test in a very short period of time is extraordinary. I don't know if I've seen that before, where you just kind of out of thin air. I've seen teams move and show up and have yeah, success. Yeah. But to just create it like that, maybe the Knights in Vegas when they got hot. Yeah, yeah they got hot. No, no, right but but yeah. that's really the only other one. Yeah, it's uh, that's uh, I'm jealous kind of when you say the experience that you just said. Yeah. Like I could feel, I could see that being one of the coolest sporting events that you go to for the next 15, 20 years. Like that's that's a special really cool. moment. It was really cool. So if that's the high, yep. Where is the low when they decided to run the ball on third and five instead of four? <laughs> you know, thank you. That's when the game was lost. I of said course right it away. Was. That's when the game was of lost. Of course it was. I, and Jalen Ramsey's complaining today. He's got every right to complain. Yes. They came up with that big stop against Brady. Then the next thing you know, and I, you know, could Cooper come? Have gotten that first down. Could have got a couple more close. yards. Could have gotten a couple of yards. Yeah, close. And maybe it's easier for Anderson. But I've seen McVay do this before. You, that that call to we'll just punt and and our defense will hold. And Ramsey's like, come on, man, we made a big we never shot. Never should have been back out there. Never should have been. We never, never should have been. been. I, I was flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Look, and terrible call. It was a terrible. There was no. It was the the call that they wanted. Just hit the line, fall down, punt it away. Right. They, they weren't trying to get no, a first down no. in that spot. That but is unbelievable. You, they you, weren't trying they to weren't, get a first. down. Not with that play. You got to be a play. killer at that Listen, point. All three way, plays they weren't year, trying to get a first down. No, last year in the playoffs, they did exactly the opposite. With the game on the line, and they could have they could have run the ball Taking and sent it to overtime. That's right. Same stadium. Yeah. They, yeah, they threw it deep to Cooper Cup. Why? I mean, you if you get a first down, the game's over. It's oh, they didn't get a first down in the fourth quarter. They didn't have a first down. Three, in three, the and fourth. drives. They had three they're, drives. Three, three, and their outs. fourth quarters are Dreadful. incomparably bad. Do you know what their differential is in the fourth no. quarter? Negative sixty-one. <sighs> There's 61 points the wrong way in the fourth yeah. quarter, and and oh my it was, God. and this I think is what set Jalen off. Right, was this very clear declaration to your offense? I don't, I don't have, I don't. There's nothing that you guys are doing right. that I have faith in. That was McVeigh's message to everybody there. These guys can't do it. You're going to have to do it. And and, and Ramsey's thinking again. I mean, we just stopped him from what the seven yard line four right. plays in a exactly. row. Exactly. We one of them pretty lucky. Yep. A, a drop, oh yeah. A drop pass. ball. Yeah. But this was not just a hey. Let's give our defense. They don't, the defense had already done everything you could possibly ask them to do. You give Tom Brady ten bites at the apple. He's going to get one of right. them. Right. And and the defense has been really good for the. You Terrific. look at the scores. The score. We they had how nine many points. Time, how many times have we scored thirty in a game this year? We used Once. to average thirty. One time we've scored thirty. The offense is just dreadful. It is just dreadful. And I and fully acknowledge you've, you've got three starting offensive linemen on injured reserve and figure all that stuff. But you got to figure it out. Mace, you're, you're nobody disagrees. They lost the game by deciding to do nothing for three downs and then punt the ball. But I'm asking you genuinely, what were they doing on defense in that last drive? 
What were well, they, they doing on defense they, in that they, last they, drive? They fell into the classic prevent trap. The right. Prevent, but but they didn't even do that right. The prevent defense is you you give them the middle of the field. Yep. You protect the sidelines and keep everything in front of you. No yep. timeouts. They, they didn't protect the sidelines. The, no. the problem was the first play. And, and it was I a bo- was a it was thirty a, yard. It chunk. was a twenty eight yard chunk that took like seven seconds off the yep. clock. They gave them, and all of a sudden they're there. They they had to go yeah. sixty yards right where they started their drive. You mm-hmm. needed a sixty yard touchdown drive. They got half of it in one play. In yes. about the very in about twelve play. seconds. It, it just it went <laughs> right. like that. It was a they they blew it there. But I know that you keep it. The defense had nothing to do. They didn't with them lose a game. That game. The, the, no. this offense lost the game, but that last drive made no sense offense. either. Yeah. It's a hun- you can't ask somebody to throw a perfect game. They they didn't. They gave up a hit in the bottom of the ninth inning. Yep. But you all you needed to do is get on base one one first down. They had negative five yards. Right. For the and where's quarter. the killer attitude? Right. Where's the you know where's the we're three and four. And what do we have to do? This is the season. This is the season. season Exactly. Keep the season alive. And they chose, and and this is a McVay thing, chose not to do it. Chose to kick the ball away and assume that the defense is going to be able to stop Tom Brady again. Did you guys hear him say, I I want to play this for you real quick. This this is uh, McVay after the game talking about what what didn't happen because there's there's a phrase in here that I want to get your guys' reaction to. Tell him the truth. That's exactly what happened um, offensively and I'm a big part of that. Uh, you know, we didn't uh, do nearly enough to be able to win the game. Defensively did, and that's that's the hard part about sports, and that's what's so unique about football is you got three phases, and they're on the field at different times. we got to be able to stay connected, but there's no doubt about it. The offense, and I'm uh, incredibly responsible for this, and it's a tough pill to swallow, and yeah. He goes on to say that we need to make changes. We need we need to make what changes? Yeah, what changes can what, you make What, what are you going to do? There, yeah. it's This isn't – College football, where you activate your freshman and say, "All right, my seniors aren't getting it done. Let's get the thing started." Right. Th- this is what you got. These these are the players that you have. What what do you do differently? Change. Let me ask you a hypothetical. I, I asked you on this last week. If we had gotten Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. how different would things look? Because we were very very close. I think marginal, according to all reports, marginally together. They, they still would have that offensive line. Mar- uh, yeah, that's why they'd be better because McCaffrey's special. Yeah, he can catch, he can run. But they beat to, Tampa. To, to John's point, yeah, they beat, they beat Tampa. Tampa. They probably yep. pick up that first down. But I don't know if they're the team they were a year ago. They no. still have all sorts of other problems. Oh, lots of problems. Yeah, I think they got very lucky that the McCaffrey deal didn't go. They got very lucky that the Brian Burns didn't deal didn't go because the price tag on those deals were astronomical. Yeah, a couple, Especially of, couple of firsts on those. Yeah, hey, I, 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 Travis, more, I disagree with you. I, I know you do. I would have done both those deals. Yeah, no, I, obviously the Rams. Agree well, you with could you. probably only do one because you were trading the right, same stuff for done, one that you would have traded the other. One rather than. But John, why? Why? Okay, so let's let's use the McCaffrey one as as the jump off point. Since you, you, why to get marginally better? Yes, because you're either getting better or you're getting worse, and it's so tight. You know, Seattle's leading that division. Who's coming out of the NFC going to the Super Bowl? The Eagles, probably? Eagles, Cowboys, Niners. really good. The yeah. Niners, I think, are a good team. Giants are really good. The, the Vikings have only lost Vikings. one game. So, John, you're saying because you're in the mix, at least with all the – because there isn't yeah, one clear-cut favorite. Yeah, you're in a window where you have Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, and Jalen Ramsey. And by the way, the, you got to go for it. But you're the, other thing I thought, the other thing I thought was, oh, my God, in a year from now, McVay is going to be on, on Amazon and Aaron Donald is going to be retired. Yes, that, and that's the scariest part of all, because so all, Trav, why yeah. why don't you want to capitalize on this window? Why be, would be, you want to do nothing? Because where where they are right now, there are sixteen teams in the NFC. 
Rams are the 12th team in the NFC right now. Right. With Cash McCaffrey, you're the 10th team. You're still nowhere. And now you're just deeper in the But isn't in the, the idea get into the tournament? Actually, yep. that's in what the NFL yes. is. Get in into the, the tournament. NFL, yes. That it was a golden ticket into the tournament, I'd feel differently. I don't think it is. That's my point. I think they go from right, but what pretty lousy by, to slightly less lousy. Okay, what do you gain by do using the Travis Rogers plan of doing nothing? You gain all of the picks that you would have to have. And what do we normally do with those picks? Well, we're going to have to use them for the first time in this era because they haven't used them. Right. And you're going to have to go for Aaron Donald was a draft pick. Aaron Donald was a guy that they got literally the the only one. He's not the only one. Havenstein was a draft Cooper pick. Cooper Cup was a, a draft pick. Cooper right. Cup was okay, a draft pick. Cooper Cup's a good example. Cooper Cup was a third round pick. They didn't they, in last year. The third round pick hasn't played at all. Last year, Tutu Atwell, second round pick, Disaster. hasn't played. Disaster at all. Pick. They haven't picked in the that, top is it, three isn't rounds. That, in forever. Isn't that falling Wait, isn't more that, to John's point? Right. No, That's, you're making my argument. No, I'm you not. Can't draft. No, I'm not. They they have not had the picks last year. This year, you ju- they're Travis, sending out you the just second said, pick. You just gave three examples of picks that they had and made and busted on. Two. No, one's hurt. One bust. One bust. Two two's the bust. Bruss got hurt. Bruss got hurt. Torres, whatever. Right? The other ones, they didn't have the picks, John. This year, they'll have a second round pick. They'll have a third round pick. No four. They'll have a five. They've found guys down in the draft. They found John Johnsons. They found Troy Hills. They found some guys well, to be able to do some things on this team. You can't never pick. Yeah, I was talking to uh, we watched a game yesterday, obviously, and I was so pissed off Ugh. afterwards. Uh, and one was like, "Well, this is the price you pay." I'm like, "Is this the price you pay for pushing all your chips to the middle of the table over and over and over again, so that you don't have the depth?" to survive a bunch of injuries. Depth is the huge issue with this team. And it's almost like... Before the season started. It's almost like it's hollowed out inside and Mm. and that it's premium talent. And if something happens to the premium talent, there's nothing to step in. It's not unlike where the Lakers are, right? You go all in, you get it. Let's stay. (laughs) They both won, but the the, the aftermath of the championship, it could be pretty grim. Yeah. This may be the price tag. Yes. Win in the Super Bowl. And by the way, I'm okay with it. But, hey, but let's start. I'll pay that price every day of the week. Let's start collecting more little pieces of string to go make another run to trade those picks out yeah. the other way. There he is. Mario! There's Mario. Mario Mario's Reese. in the house. When's the trophy coming, Romario? Mario's feeling good. When? When is it going to be here? What do you mean, when? It's going to be here in minutes. Minutes. Now, Mario, Mario's the producer of our broadcast, right? The championship LAFC producer of the broadcast. Get it right, Mason. He's already working on that imaging right now. Outstanding. It was so cool to be there for that. I know you were there, Mason. I know you were there. Crazy, crazy. Dying with the rest of us. Yeah. Oh, it was such a roller coaster of a game. And so you get to PKs and it's so nerve wracking. Yeah. It's so nerve wracking. He said it's one of the best sporting events he's ever been to and the laundry list of sporting events that he's been to that says a lot right there of course me too a lot of people can say the same thing yeah but being that this is the station of the black and gold it's only right that we bring the mls cup trophy here to the station right yeah but we also have a big big surprise for you mates because i know you wanted to speak to somebody right yes you wanted to speak to somebody and it's only right that we bring in the cup along with the mvp of the mls cup final John McCarthy hey, in the house. Outstanding. The He's got hardware. Wow. He's got, He's hard got his so MVP cool. trophy wow. with him. That is Congratulations, amazing. Congratulations, guys. That is fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is, that is fantastic. So we got the MVP wow. trophy. We've got the MLS Cup oh, trophy. Man. 
This is the Western Conference trophy. This is unbelievable. Congratulations, man. That is awesome. Congratulations, John. Wow. Have a seat. Look at that. Look at that. That is, that is amazing. That is so freaking cool. That is amazing. That is so cool. So we're joined right now by John McCarthy, who was in goal for those PKs, who was the MVP of the MLS Cup. Wow. John, where, Congratulations. I mean, where, where's your head right now? Where, how are you feeling? What's going through your mind? <laughs> yeah, I'm out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lost. Uh, I don't know what. The last 48 hours was nuts. Yeah. Um, it's still it's surreal. Well, take us to those those. First of all, uh, you stepped in uh, after an injury. Um, it, it, what did that feel like to go in and know that it was really on you all of a sudden? Yeah, I was um, I was devastated for um, Maxi, and I still am. Yeah, um, for him to have an opportunity to go to the World Cup, and he was going to go to the World Cup. It's I've talked to him since the surgery and stuff, and it's 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 really sad. It's sad, but I just feel for him terribly. Um, but that moment was insane. Um, for a second we were talking, maybe I would go in for PKs and I was like, okay, can I go to the bathroom real quick? I want to make sure that I'm, I'm like good. And, and then two minutes later, everything hit and I was like, here we go. Yeah. Let's go. Well, yeah. So John, I, go ahead. Were, were you, like you mentioned it there briefly, were you going to go into the game if it did go to PKs? Had you already kind of put yourself in a place mentally that, okay, I'm ready to go do this. And how does that change if all of a sudden, because of an injury, you're in there earlier than you might have expected? Yeah. Um, we, there was talks about it. We had talks about it. Um, it was up to Steve. Oka said he would let me know if, if Steve, made, Steve made a decision and I made a decision upon it. So. I leaned forward to Oka uh, um, right before the start of the second overtime, and I said, uh, Oaks, I'm, I'm being serious here. Like, am I going in? And he's like, how long do you need to warm up? Like, seven minutes? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I just want to run inside to go to the bathroom. And he's like, all right, I'll let you know. Wow. And then I, 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 he didn't really have to let me know. <laughs> so how – when when you're in PKs, I, are you just – I mean, is it just purely a guess? Are you guessing which way? How does that work? Um, so everyone knows there's like video out there. Every club, every league uses the same database and stuff like that. So that we we did watch video um, on the guys that could have been taking PKs or could have been on the field at times. But uh, Oka came out to me before PKs and he just goes, "You want the sheet?" I said, "No, nah, I don't want the sheet because it would have showed it." And he goes, "Okay, what are we doing?" I go, "I just I got a good feeling." Let's just so go. you didn't look at the sheet after since since the game started. Didn't look at it. Do you make your decision before the ball struck? You're saying, I'm going left, I'm going right. I'm st- Do you make it long before the ball's ever kicked? Yep. Just had my mind my mind set on a few things, and, and, and Oka was like, I like it, so we stuck with it. And, well, John, you were on that team, right? Don't you know some of those guys that were kicking against you? Um, I, I, I knew some of the guys, but not the ones that, that kicked against me. Uh, there was like five, six guys on the team. One of the guys got taken out was Corey Burke, uh, Julian Carranza, the guys that were on the field, and Andre Blake. And Jack Elliott, those are the guys I played with. So they, they didn't kick, actually. The three guys that did kick, I never played with them. Yeah. So, so like, That's even more impressive, by the way. <laughs> so what's it like playing before that crowd, in front of that? It, I mean, just a crazy, crazy everybody on the edge. What was that like? It was electric. Yeah. Absolutely electric. Um, the fans all season long were absolutely electric, and in that the, the stadium, normally it's like the three two five two were going crazy and chanting, and like the rest of the, the stadium was kind of like still cheering on, but everyone in that stadium mm. was doing the chants on that day, and it was like an echo from side to side, and it was like it's like a, a 
deafening, numbing like feeling. Like you get the chill. I get the chills thinking about. Yeah. It. LAFC yeah. goalkeeper John McCarthy joining us here in studio. The course LAFC is your MLS Cup champion. Uh, it took place on Saturday afternoon. Like you're talking about, the place is just rocking. It's going crazy, right? The 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 thirty two fifty two is doing their thing, but it's the the whole place. How hard is it as somebody who's not in the game to not get caught up in the fanness of it all and try to say, hey, listen, I may have to go in and play in this whole thing. And of course, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, it's a moment that you dream of. It's something that like you mm. just dream of playing in a final. You dream of getting to a final. Um, but I, I just try to train every day. Like I want to win at everything I do. I, I, I like to compete. I, I, I prepare like I'm playing on the weekend, even though if my name's not on the, the team sheet, if I'm not going to play. So... I just hope my preparation was right if the time did come around and good things happen. I'm curious. I'm curious just when when that first penalty kick misses, does it change, like as the penalty kicks are going, does it change your strategy? Does it change your, hey, now we're in a position. All I got to do is if my guys start hitting theirs, we're going to win this thing. Does it change anything as this is progressing? Um, no, I just hope it instilled maybe a little more confidence on the guys, not thinking we're down one. You know, it was kind of just like, oh, we're even. Like, there's no, we're back to, there's at least four, there's at least four more guys still. Like, you always pick five shooters because it's normally like a five, a five, a five round thing. Um, but I hope that it just instilled a little bit more confidence in the next guys coming up. Like, hey, if I score, we're good. You know, just, just pick your spot and go. For me, it was a, uh, it was just like, hey, it went over. Great. You know, we're, we're, we're back on track. Hopefully, hey, I can, hopefully, I can save one. And I, I felt really bad for Hogs that, uh, because of how he slipped and like, so I just tried to walk over to him and just like, hey man, pick it up. Uh, yeah. John, I thought watching the game that that game was over three times. Um, I like when they Me scored. When they, I was just gonna ask you when they scored before Bale got the equalizer late. Was your head of okay? It's not our year. We're probably going to lose. And then the place just erupts. Do you allow your head to go there or like fans do? Or are you always thinking that your team's going to pull a rabbit out of the hat? Um, a game's not over until it's over. But when I made the save and I saw Jack Elliott's long leg, like somehow like do go-go gadget and like tap it in, I was like, no way. We're a man down. He just scored with like six, seven minutes to go, whatever was left. That's how like this whole moment is going to end. Like... Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, and then, and then, like I said, it's not over till it's over. And hmm. Gareth, with a minute, two minutes to go, whatever it was, just absolutely rises up and just dunks on him. <laughs> yeah, you know, the like thing. he does. Like that. That's another moment you dream of. Like right. the stadium erupts. Like the crazy. You know, the thing that's so weird about that situation is that it's in extra time and you don't know exactly how long extra time is going to be so you don't know how much time you have to get the equalizer. Yeah, the clock, the clock stopped. You so don't you're, see looking, time. you're looking at it you're like, oh no, how much time do you think is left? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and there was nine minutes of added time in extra time. Right. Like, mm. like holy crap, man. Holy <laughs> crap. Do you remember being on that stage? Do you remember? I mean, I, when I've had like crazy moments in my life, I don't even remember. I am like unconscious. Do you remember being on that stage and all the stuff that happened afterwards? Yeah, the more the more it's talked about and not just like thought about. You, I remember it. Like I remember standing there and screaming at Carlos and throwing beer and water at the owners <laughs> and like it just it was crazy. Like. You feel like you're on cloud nine, and that's mm. what cloud nine felt like. And then Carlos walks up, and we made like a little tunnel for him, and we're all screaming. And then he lifts it. It was like, 
uh, so many emotions. The tears of joy, like you can't describe it. You so, cannot describe that. So, John, what do you do now? I, I mean, you, you won the cup. You're the MVP. How do you celebrate? What do you do for the next weeks, months? And obviously, there's always another season coming up. There's more matches to be played. But how, how do you just kind of soak all of this in? Um, you just try to soak it in. <laughs> I, got a, yeah. I don't know how you do it. I've never done it before. This is my first time. <laughs> I haven't lifted a trophy since I was 15. Um, just trying to enjoy it. Um, I, I really want to see a lot of my family and friends back home. Um, my phone was going, still going nuts um, with people calling and texting me. Um, that's how I, I just want to enjoy it with the people that were like, we enjoyed it the last two days with the team. So that was crazy. I, I want to go see Maxi. I want to have a, a good moment with him. I yeah. um, and then family and friends, couple more good nights, I think. And then you got to, like you said, there's all next season. You got to, you got to kind of get back into focus at some point, and I think that'll just be day one of preseason. It'll kind of reset, and hopefully when I get that ring, it'll, it'll <laughs> yeah. settle in a little awesome. bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> we, I, got, I got to be there. It was one of the great sporting events I have ever attended from beginning to end, roller coaster up and down. And Me too. You. And, <laughs> I mean, so, so thank you for that. Uh, and thank you to the LAFC. Uh, congratulations, man. Unbelievable thank game. You. Congratulations. Unbelievable performance. Congratulations, man. Thank you. I got like tears thinking about that. Uh, you have well, well earned. Yeah. Awesome. Well You're not the only earned. one. Uh, yeah. Well deserved yeah. for sure. That's John McCarthy from LAFC. Congratulations <laughs> yes. one more time. Mason and Ireland is coming up next. Slee and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.